As an extension of an answer to a listener question that was covered on last week's podcast, today we're going to discuss alkaline diets or alkaline ash diets are sometimes called. You may be hearing this promoted on your social media feeds, on blogs, on YouTube, and from other places, but it really can be confusing. So after all, what is an alkaline diet? Do I need it? Will it prevent diseases? Well, let's talk. Stay tuned. Welcome to the True Food Freedom and Faith Podcast. I'm your imperfect host, Cheryl Sharko, registered dietitian, nutritionist, and biblical counselor, here to get real with you, my sisters in Christ. Yep, I'm talking to you, who struggle with restrictive food rules, chronic dieting, yo-yo diets, emotional eating, and other issues that consume your life, your joy, and your peace. So get your comfy pants on, like I did and get ready for some real talk about this journey, real nutrition information, and some real solutions so you can live a life in true food freedom and faith. Hello and welcome back, sisters. Well, last week I answered a listener question regarding gut health, and there was a little mention at the end of the question that mentioned acid diets. It was a bit too big of a conversation to tag onto the rest of the answer last week, so I wanted to tackle it today. The topic is acid diets, or more specifically, alkaline diets or alkaline ash diets. Let me first explain, what is alkaline, what is acid? Well, you've heard of pH level. Well, a pH level is just a measure of acidity, acids. Think of it this way. You have on one end of a range, very acidic or acid pH, which is a pH level of zero. And on the other end of that range, you have an alkaline pH or a pH level of 14. So picture that you have on one end, you have zero, which is acid. And the far other end, you have 14, which is alkaline. And then smack dab in the middle is that neutral pH of seven. So that's the basic info about acid versus alkaline. It's just a measure of acidity. All cells and all living organisms require very particular pH levels to survive, including in our bodies. Our blood is actually slightly alkaline. It's not exactly neutral, but it sits just above the neutral between 7.35 and 7.45 on that pH scale. And your body is very serious about keeping it at this level because it's really important. It's very dangerous to be outside of that level. But don't fear because God created our bodies in a way to naturally day in and day out regulate that pH so it stays in that tight zone and we can live. There are three mechanisms that God designed in our bodies to keep our blood in that proper range. One is our lungs. The next is our kidneys. And the third is something called chemical buffers. Now, our lungs do it by the respiration rate, how fast you're breathing, how deeply you're breathing, and our kidneys do several things to regulate the blood pH level. It's really fascinating, of course, again, what God put in place to keep that safe. So your lungs and your kidneys are always regulating to make sure that your blood stays in that very slightly alkaline range. Sometimes when our blood temporarily gets out of that range, And it could be because of a diet very high in alkaline foods, like if you're eating straight baking soda, for example, your body will compensate and then it will correct it relatively quickly. Your breathing rate may change, your urine pH level may change to bring your blood back to that normal and safe range. Now, different parts of your body are actually supposed to have different pH levels. Like your mouth has a different pH level than your blood. 
your stomach, of course, has a very different pH level because think of all that acid, that stomach acid. Well, that's very acidic. So it's very low on that pH scale. It's like a two on the pH scale. And then different parts of your intestines modify the contents within it to different pH levels by adding alkalinity. Okay, so that's the basic idea of what's going on in the body as far as acidity and alkalinity and pH. Now let me talk about alkaline diets. It's proposed by some that you're supposed to eat high alkaline foods most of the time, which if you think about it means low acid foods. And this is done for supposed health benefits that can run the gamut from weight loss to bone health to arthritis to cancer prevention. That's what it is proposed to do. The premise that it sits on is that Um, okay, ready? If you want to get me on a little mini rant, just show me a sentence like this. The premise is that today's Western diet has a higher net acid load when compared to our pre-agricultural homo sapien ancestors. So, you know, apparently records were kept of the daily diets of people whenever this time period was supposed to have been. And we're always told that our Ancestors were hunter-gatherers and pre-agricultural, so that begs a couple questions. Were there no plants for the animals to eat? Wouldn't the people have eaten those plants? Since it's a lot easier to eat a plant, than go hunt. And at what point in the creation account were there humans without plants? Don't recall that one. I seem to recall a garden. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a flat earther. Sorry, told you a little rant there. But anyway, the premise itself is obviously based on, I don't know, fantasy. Um, And so is the paleo premise, by the way, but that's another rant for another day. But as far as this alkaline diet goes, the diet's supposed to help your blood stay in this proper pH range. So that begs the question, do you need your food to do that for you? Well, if you do, then really there's something wrong with your lungs or your kidneys, and that would require medical intervention. Now, what is the alkaline diet made up of? What is the diet? The higher alkaline foods that you're supposed to eat are fruits and vegetables, maybe soybeans, some seeds, certain legumes, depending on the source of the diet plan, in other words, who's telling you, maybe tofu. Uh, You are supposed to drink a lot of water too. And a lot of times they're promoting alkaline water. I've seen that too. I think you've seen that too. Now, the low alkaline foods, the opposite, the ones you're not supposed to eat, or as you know, higher acid foods, they're supposed to be avoided. And those are things such as meat and fish and eggs, and then your dairy, processed foods, wheat, uh, grains altogether, refined sugar, caffeine, alcohol. So that's the basic idea of the do's and don'ts of the alkaline or alkaline ash diet. Now let's take a quick break. And when we return, we're going to get into our critical thinking discussion on the alkaline diet. Be right back. You've heard me talk about dealing with the deeper heart issues that can lead to all kinds of disordered behaviors, including disordered eating. How do you know if you are dealing with heart issues? Well, in the March 2022 newsletter, you can find your own assessment based on just four quick questions to find out where your heart may be and if there's something that you need to deal with, with the Lord. Simply go to truefoodfreedomandfaith.com and sign up for your monthly newsletter. Link in the show notes.
and we're back. Now, it just so happens that a lot of the higher alkaline foods that we're supposed to eat on the alkaline diet, well, they're already foods that we would love for you to eat as dietitians. These are your fruits and your vegetables, and they mention beans and legumes depending on the source of the diet plan. Um, sufficient water every day, less processed foods and refined sugars and saturated fats, and less red or processed meats. Well, some of these um, suggestions are really great and really healthy and yay for that. But here's the question. If you're eating a diet that's high in fruits and vegetables, are you actually having health benefits because they're higher in the alkaline pH? Well, the truth is there's absolutely no research showing that that's what is going on. Fruits and vegetables have so many health benefits for you. These benefits are what we've been seeing all along with a diet high in fruits and vegetables and whole grains and lowered meat intake, specifically those high fat meats and lower refined sugar intake. Those are the benefits that we've seen with just those basic elements of a healthy diet. However, a high alkaline diet doesn't allow some of the other foods that we really do want you having, which your body actually needs, like dairy, like whole grains and fish. We want you to have those fibers and those nutrients. Again, research has never shown any benefits are due directly to an alkalinity level of the foods. More fruits and more vegetables and more fiber, which are all found in some of the foods of the alkaline diet, well, they've always been associated with health benefits and weight loss for decades and decades. So again, the concept's a little iffy, seeing as how a properly functioning body does the regulating of the pH of the blood when you eat food. Your body can take care of it, and your blood range is going to stay in that range or quickly return to that slightly alkaline range due to your healthy lungs and your healthy kidneys. If your pH in your blood is out of whack, well, that really indicates to doctors that there is a significant health issue and it must get dealt with immediately and this might even require hospitalization. And again, since no research has ever shown that long-term health benefits of pH levels have anything to do with the actual diet, with what you're eating, that would mean that those who promote it are not actually using evidence to do so. I'm not saying they're all just trying to hoodwink you. I'm saying the benefits are connected with the fruits and the vegetables and lower processed foods and lower red meats and lower animal fats are not attributable to the alkaline diet according to the evidence. So when that's being promoted, even with the best intention, they're not using research to back that up. Now, the real problems with promoting the alkaline diet are several. First, it's extremely restrictive and really hard to stick to. You know, it's basically telling us all that we should be vegetarians. Basically, a vegetarian diet with even more restrictions than vegetarians have. And also, there's not enough protein to stay on this plan unless you get some professional advice as to how to counteract this problem. Also, it's pretty confusing because there are many contradictions as to what even constitute an alkaline diet. I told you some sources say allowing some beans and legumes and nuts and others don't allow those. And there's even a difference of which fruits and vegetables are allowed. So it can be very confusing. It also could be difficult for those to live with 
that don't have a lot of time to purchase and prepare fresh vegetables every day, since in some cases canned aren't even allowed. Canned vegetables might not even be allowed. Another big problem is that it doesn't allow grains, whole grains, like brown rice and oats and whole wheat. It also doesn't allow fish, any meat, eggs, dairy, other nuts and seeds. Again, this is not good nutrition advice and could over time lead to a deficiency of really important nutrients that your body needs. And you certainly don't have to buy special products that are marketed to you, uh, such as alkaline water, okay? That's, there's no research to back that up at all. All right, well, let's take another quick break. And when we come back, I'd like to share some special considerations and concerns I have with the alkaline diet. Be right back. Hey, sisters, I have some good news. I want to get to know you better. I want us to support one another in this process, this journey to food freedom. It can be tough if we're doing it alone, so let's not. Why don't you join me in our private online community? I'll put the link in the show notes, or you can just go to Facebook and search for True Food Freedom and Faith. The and is an ampersand. I really look forward to us getting to know one another, so I will see you there. All right, welcome back. Well, a quick disclaimer here, this information in this podcast or any podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. This is for educational purposes only. With that, I want to talk about some special considerations when looking at this alkaline diet. Many people and a growing number of people are living with kidney disease, meaning their kidneys are not functioning the way that they're supposed to. Now, if you have kidney disease, you certainly don't want to be playing around with this type of diet without help from your doctor or dietitian. They may put you on something similar, but you don't want to take that upon yourself to decide. There may possibly be some benefit to some people to including more alkaline foods in this case, but this is really not something that you want to parse out yourself in the different stages of kidney disease because there are different needs in different stages. In fact, in some stages, a diet like this might give you too much potassium or they may deplete you of other necessary nutrients as well as make an already very restrictive eating plan even more so. Yeah, I've worked with plenty of people suffering from kidney disease and let me tell you about the last thing that we wanna do. I mean, it's heartbreaking. The last thing we wanna do is take away more food options from their already very limited choices. It's really difficult to eat when you have chronic kidney disease in a way that supports your kidneys and doesn't overburden them. And the choices are often pretty limited the last thing you want to do when you care about these people is take away more of their options. Also, you might be on a treatment plan for kidney disease, which is dealing with the pH balance. So you don't want to cause a conflict with that treatment. So overall, if you have kidney disease, please talk to your doctor, talk to your dietitian about the potential benefits of eating this way and for specific help in whether you should be doing that and how to. Now, one thing that is particularly concerning to me It purports to help fight off cancer. When people receive a diagnosis of cancer, they're often looking for any help they can get outside of traditional cancer therapies or in addition to traditional cancer therapies. At this point, people are at their most vulnerable and we must be more responsible in what we're promising. What if believing in this non-evidence-based approach delays a person from getting more proven help? Unfortunately, research 
is not supporting the benefit of an alkaline diet on fighting or preventing cancer. I know it would just be wonderful if we could find more things to help with this, but research is just not supporting an alkaline diet for this use. Now, there may be some association with alkalinity and the effectiveness of chemotherapy treatments for cancer, but you don't wanna start any diet plan without the knowledge of your doctor or dietitian if you have cancer. So again, this is not a diet plan that's backed by research for the benefits that are proposed. And that's our overall picture of alkaline diets or sometimes called alkaline ash diets, along with some critical thinking challenges and my particular concerns. Now, if you find yourself needing some very specific advice on how to apply true nutrition information in a way that's gonna help you and not lead you into a restriction, give up, binge, despair, repeat cycle, well, get in touch with me at truefoodfreedomandfaith.com and click on that free consultation tab. As you can see, nutrition science is complex and you don't have to figure it out all alone. So until next time, keep in mind 1 Corinthians 10, 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Amen. I'll see you soon.